we would never advise people to say, you know what you should do is you should give them the wrong information <laughs> in the context that they're in. Like nobody would advise that. Yet this is what we have. Or if they did, we'd, we'd give Tell them, them the some strong thing. coaching and counseling, wouldn't we, Rod? Yeah. <laughs> There'd be some strong mentoring happening around someone putting up signs and then verbally saying something, the exact opposite. Do the opposite. Of what the, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. We don't normally share the dates that we record our podcasts, but today feels a little bit different. It is November 1st, the day after Halloween, Hallow's Eve, if you like, big full moons everywhere. It's been a gorgeous night, but I think it kind of warrants a different topic. Today, we want to talk a little bit about things that are a bit scary. And we're going to start our conversation today with the dreaded pandemic fatigue. I think we're all feeling it a little bit. And so we just wanted to talk a little bit with all of you and just see where you're at. We'll let you know where we're at and kind of talk about the approach that's been taken from a change perspective to this entire thing. Rod, what would you add into the mix to get us started? Yeah, I think the uh, this is going to be a unifying theory type episode where we we connect the dots on some of the things we've talked about: trust, fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. I would even say like the positive talk, you know, the the positive self talk, and the yes. the risk of when you say positive things and they don't turn out. <laughs> Truth, <laughs> yes, but I. Before we start, I think it's in our intro, we should, we need some, maybe I'll try to edit in some like organ sounds and scary dun, music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> or we could just do it, Rod. We're pretty awesome. There. We could just do it. <laughs> so it, it is the, it is the All Saints Day Halloween yes. uh, episode of What's Scary. And then what else is, you know, the scariest thing of, of well, 2020, I saw somewhere that for Halloween, a person did a, a display in front of their house and all it was was a big sign that said 2020. And it was the scariest thing that they could think of. <laughs> did you see the one of 2020 being used as a swear word? Did I send you that this week? No. Absa 2020 lootly. Things like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which also feels right. And it's it has been a scary year, for goodness sake. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, oh, man. And- and I, uh, you know, of the different topics we talk about, I with all, so we're going to talk about COVID fatigue and and the adoption of, uh, you know, when we talk like public health or right, um, our local governments uh, are trying to get people to adopt behaviors that will help limit the spread of COVID. It's like a, a change, and it so 100% I, you know, from the is. perspective as us as change managers and just to add some context right in front of me a massive crow a black crow just to symbolize mm. everything it's landed on a tree and if you hear a few caws ah, uh, well and i so, just adopted a black cat so guys if you hear a few meows mm. in conjunction with rod's cause we know check in on us next week friends check in on us next week that's all i have to say just in case Maybe we're tempting the fates, Rod. Who knows? But it is, like, to your point, there is, it is a fast, like, if you sort of step back at, from all the scariness, and it has been scary, so we don't want to make light of it, because it it really has been scary. 
Um, but if you step back at it all and you look at it at a, in a sort of meta way above it all, the changed the change tactics that have worked and the change tactics that haven't worked are it's just fascinating to me. It is a fascinating study in mm-hmm. trying to get behavioral change that depending on who you believe is life-saving, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and the fact that sometimes that dialogue works and sometimes it doesn't is just, I mean, it's fascinating. There's mm-hmm. no other way to say so it. Let's um, maybe give some context to what, and if we think of when we're talking about uh, behaviors or things that people should, or, or we're being asked to do, I would say uh, one thing that really motivated me to want to talk about this is that when I watch, um, you know, whatever, if I'm reading stuff online or watching the news and and people are saying, oh, yes, you know, everybody should be uh, doing these things. And if they're not, you know, it's the reason why it's spreading now is because people aren't following the rules and it's Mm -hmm. their and it's and it's people's fault. And that I always bristle when I when I feel it's like the, and it's like the, the system is, you know, telling us off yeah, the people uh, saying like, there's something that we're not doing correctly. Cause then what, what I find is the, even in, in the directions, it's like they, they, they don't think of people as actively thinking and learning right. and adapting and right. making our own opinions about a situation it's a very uh, unidimensional view of yep. it's like let's just tell everybody to not see anybody, and that will solve this. And then you're like, okay, let's put this into real life, right? And then it's like, and then I think there's a lot in change management. It's like we say, oh, we're going to introduce a new system, and it will just make it happen. And then a lot of what we do is we well, let's put that into the real context of what people actually do, right? Right. And see how that works. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I think it is that that tisk tisk component of it uh, mm-hmm. that turns a lot of people off. Right. Where mm-hmm. like no one wants to feel shamed. No one wants to feel like they're stupid. No one wants to feel like uh, they're making decisions that are negatively impacting a bunch of other people. Like I think in this in this you know, we always talk in change management about the carrot and the stick and how do you, how do you, what drives more effective behavioral change? You know, in a pandemic, it's very stick oriented (laughs) data, right? Like it's like people are dying, you know, rates of people getting infected are getting higher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's, it's a whole lot of stick and uh, it's hard to imagine how they could do a lot of carrot, but um, right. other than, you know, you're saving the people closest to you, right? Which, you know, right. ostensibly, hopefully, would be a carrot for most yeah. people. Chosen yeah. family, maybe. I mean, let's, <laughs> let, let's unpack that. Let's yeah. say, like, the the other, the, the stick is, is the fine as well. Like, we're going right. to fine you. You'll be right. charged. So, if you were, if this was uh, a change that you were advising on to manage and you're trying to get people to adopt to something... Um, what are some of the things like fundamentals that you would advise? Yeah, it's so interesting, right? So one, so I tend to try to approach change from a data perspective. Like what's the data telling us? What's the information telling us? 
And I do find that when you go to that approach, you can, you know, it's not going to get to the emotional side of getting people to change, but you're sort of appealing to that. And we talked about this in one of our early episodes of that, like prefrontal cortex, the front of the brain where big decisions are made and, you know, it's logic and that sort of thing. So I would try, I would encourage people to think in that place and appeal to that place. The challenge with COVID is that the data keeps changing, right? Like at first Mm -hmm. it was wash everything that comes into your house and everyone was terrified you know you'd you'd order all your stuff from amazon or wherever so you didn't have to go outside but then it would come and you'd leave the boxes like i left boxes on my balcony for 48 hours and then brought them in and sprayed them down with tea tree oil and wiped them down and then opened them like honest to goodness after three days you know, and uh, yeah. and then the data says, now the data saying, well, you know what? We think it's not through touch. We think it's almost entirely through uh, through breath, like droplets in the breath. And so, so that yeah. part of it makes it really complicated. But I think, like, as I think about that, I think the tra- this is where the transparency comes through, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is where you need people to say, this is what the data was telling us initially. We got it wrong. New data mm-hmm. is telling us that this is the, like there, I think in this type of thing, transparency is so, so important, especially when so many people are, um, you know, they don't, they don't trust the medical system. They right. don't trust vaccines, all these things. There's so much mistrust and we, you know, we just did our whole episode yeah. on trust, but there's so much right. mistrust going on in the world that I think transparency is probably the number one thing I would be transparency and trust would be the big things that I would be at, at like counseling people yeah. on in this case yeah. what about you where, where would you focus your energy in this yeah I so along the same lines I think the explaining what is going on mm. and why mm. is the it answers the question so that I would be saying people are actively have thousands of questions going on in their in their minds and the extent that can't answer those, it leads to the the uncertainty of the situation. Right. And then the, as things have changed, as you pointed out, that uncertainty even grows. The the part that that I would criticize is that they have they haven't really like our public health health officials, not just where we live, but then in, in other places. Sometimes you don't see them adapting to that new knowledge. So, right. like if we are if we think of people as active thinkers. And they're hearing about this new trend, you know, oh, wait, we're going to get it through the breath more. Wait a second. Like anything indoors seems a little bit different versus washing my groceries down. Yet the advice that I'm, you know, getting the official advice hasn't adapted to that. Right. Hasn't changed. Okay. Oh, well, so now we're wearing masks, which is good, but not really explaining why the masks. And so you see people sometimes with face shields and I, and that even concerns me because it's like, the face shield is not based on the new understanding. Right, right. Because So it's the... And they say it's the... worse for the wearer, right? Like it's not just worse for other people around you, but it's actually can trap droplety bad things oh, really? for the wearer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it does feel a... a little bit like I feel like what you're saying is it feels almost grassroots. Like it feels like a bunch of us are just kind of figuring this out as we go. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we're we're changing maybe faster than the authorities are changing around us. Is that kind of what you're getting yeah. at? Yeah. And then I and then that leads to like take our trust equation last week where credibility, reliability yeah. uh, was super important. Um, 
these are things that there's a bunch of there's uncertainty around this that reliability and so the reliability of what's the information is it is it the right information to help us keep safe so the the um uh you know we fully and we talked about this before like we fully believe in the precautions that are, yep. are needed to take it's just it's the looking at it from the lens of how do you get most people to adopt it it's it's these things around consistency of information yeah. and giving the most up to date to reflect the questions that people have help counter the r word you know what the the resistance dun, dun, it's, which dun. we talk all the <laughs> I did it again. See, change. We, we talk about this all the time, we right? The soundtrack. Yes, yes, yes. We do. We do. And that, and that's. I think what we're seeing is resistance to the guidance. And when you unpack it, it's people are resisting not because they just want to be annoying. With it's like I don't care about my health. It's the wait a second. What you're telling me is not syncing up with this other information, and it's not syncing up with what I see around me. Right. Right. Because my friends don't have it and my family doesn't have it. Like no one in my inner yeah. circle has it. So yeah, right. Why should I? But the, right? Yeah. Like I, I find very impactful, very, like when they start, there's more explanation about how it really spreads through events, for example. Yeah. Yep. Is super impactful because it gives that real, like, like, okay, now I can see which things I need to avoid and which things it's okay mm-hmm. to do. Like I remember I'd walk by somebody on the street. I don't know if you do this. Do you, do you actually walk by anybody on the street? Oh, or yeah. Do you like take yeah. a huge U-turn around them? No, no, no. I still walk by people, but I kind of turn my face and stop breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no right. joke. So if any of you are doing that and you're feeling really weird, know that I am also 100% doing that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I'll tell you right now. I actually don't. I, I will move off the sidewalk. I'll stop. I'll wait in the side. But the, I, I do that because that's what I guess I started to do. But really, I, with the more information around what actually to look out for, the my so fo- you know following the behaviors that are going to limit spread. Meaning, like, what are the things you should actually avoid? We only learn that based on more information like to your point earlier around fact-based and and so i think also to get the right adoption of behaviors you have to provide the right information to tell people which behaviors to adopt yeah meaning like you know avoiding events with people around you whether it's weddings or uh funerals or anything where a number of people are together in close proximity or choirs at churches or right right um for me so playing far. music with people right like even though mm-hmm. i mean you i can the instrument i play i can probably wear a mask and so can the people i usually play with but still right now we're 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 taking a pause until we kind of yeah. know more you know yeah and then the there's an element of uh control and empowerment and and we've talked about this again you know in the past too about making change like i I was very nervous about going to work out to exercise again when the when the gyms were open and that before mm-hmm. they closed. Um, but I did because well, actually, two concepts here. One is I did because I was starting to recognize that I the, my whole self, my I, you know, yes. looking at myself as a system is that I it, I was really 
was having a negative effect on me, the lack of exercise. One, and I, well, I want to come back to that, but the, the I was going to ask you a question about that too. So you keep going, but I want to ask you a question so, about that. So I, I went to, to exercise in the gym, signs everywhere that said, don't, sorry, signs everywhere that said like city, bylaw, wear a mask throughout the gym. Nobody was wearing a mask. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And they're like, well, you're not, you don't have to wear a mask. In fact, the public health guidance is when you're exercising, you shouldn't wear a mask because that has a negative health effect. And I'm like, okay, but all the signs, like every 10 feet, there's a sign saying wear a mask. Wear a mask. And, you know, if we were doing a change, uh, it, you know, we were doing communications around change management, we would never advise people to say, you know what you should do is you should give them the wrong information <laughs> in the context that they're in. Like nobody would advise that. Yet this is what we have. Or if they did, we'd, we'd give Tell them, them the some strong thing. coaching and counseling, wouldn't we, Rod? Yeah. <laughs> There'd be some strong mentoring happening around someone putting up signs and then verbally saying something, the exact opposite. Do the opposite. Of what the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then that's, but the second thing is, is I, and I give a lot of credit to the gym. When I went out, the person asked me like, you know, how was it? And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm actually not comfortable. I don't think I'll come back. And then they were, they asked me why and were very open to the conversation, which, which prompted me to share my point of view. And this was very empowering. And I, and I thought afterwards, actually, you know, I, even I could have taken the initiative to give my point of view point of view even without being asked because i said listen the, the number one concern is air circulation right it doesn't matter how far this is my opinion it doesn't matter how far apart we are we're in there breathing heavily um at least you have to have the hvac on all the time circulating air to the outside and okay. the guy was like oh yeah it's a really good point and he, he and then he contacted me afterwards and said, you know what, we've made the decision, we're going to keep it on all the time, and I can confirm it's circulating air to the outside. From a from a change management perspective, here was they identified my biggest concern, mm-hmm. and and then took out and they where they could take action to change like and and, and address the concern, and it was great. Like I I think that that's a great example of how you get people to be comfortable with adopting the behaviors is by having the transparent conversation yeah. and, and kind of uh, meeting them where the they feedback. are right like it sounds like they yeah. really they met you where you were they were open to having that conversation and then yeah. you know took some of your gu- they're probably still not wearing masks inside but took some of your yeah. guidance on the at least getting that yeah. air circulation going which really i think does help yeah and then through that i felt control out of my destiny yeah my destiny. yeah so I wanted to go back to that notion you talked a little bit about sort of like the whole, your whole being and whole being wellness. You guys know I'm mm-hmm. like a wellness junkie. I love all aspects of trying to find a sense of wellness in life. And so we, I wanted to talk a little bit about the impact. So we're keeping people physically safe by the guidance mm-hmm. right now. You know, small numbers, don't get together in large groups, wear a mask, da, da, da. But what's your take on the the mental emotional impact yeah. of all of this? Well, I I think significant. Yeah. And then it's the I would even say like the physical, you know, the uh, to use that exercise example. It's not you're right. We're keeping ourselves physically safe from that perspective. But then our how like that 
the mental health side is also connected to then your physical, uh, whatever, you know, the exercise right, side, right, is the mind right. body part. And I think there is a great example of where I think the guidance that we get doesn't connect with reality. So like, I'd never done a Zoom call. I mean, I'd done video calls through work before, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never really done a Zoom call. I The one thing I like about it is I'm actually having Zoom calls with people I never had, never even saw regularly before, like a cousin in England. Oh, you know, I would talk with awesome. them once a year. And now, so in, I've, I'm having more connections with people I didn't have connections with. But do you find, like, would you say maybe you've had a similar thing you're having video chats with people does it does it meet your needs in terms of that human connection no um (laughs) but i think where my situation is different is i live by myself right so for the first eight weeks Mm -hmm. let's say i'm just going to use eight weeks as a rough guideline when they were saying like only see people in your house or whatever i was essentially by myself like i i mean i would go to the saint lawrence market in the morning and get all my things and i would you know, I go early and if there's a group of us who are all crazy and go early in the morning and we all have a natter and all these things. But, you know, we, it would be a lot more sort of transactional in and out. And that would kind of mm. be my only human contact um, every week, like physical human contact. And it, it it's good in that um, it made me realize how important that is to me. I think as an only child mm. and growing up a little bit, you know, always feeling a little bit introverted, I think it's helped me discover that I really do um, enjoy being around people, not, not like giant groups of people, but like small groups. So it was a bit of a lifesaver for me when they said you can open up your bubble and have, you know, a couple of other people, as long as you're only, I think it was 10 was the original guidance. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that was when I started to feel better. And I think that's the part that we have to take in all of this is it, it can't, if we follow the rules so rigidly, um, and the first time I had a friend over, we both wore masks and I kept all my windows and doors and everything open. Like I had so much air mm. circulation going on because we were both so paranoid, but at least I was seeing this mm. friend in person, you know? And, um, and so I think we have to follow the rules, but it, it can't come at the cost of our mental and emotional well-being. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, I, I have been, we have a, I have a family Zoom call that we do on Sunday nights uh, with my aunt and my uncle and my cousins and it's fun and all the things, um, but it's, it's, it's not the same to me. Like it's, it, it mm-hmm. really is not. I don't feel that same sense of connection as I do when mm-hmm. I'm with people in person, but now I'm learning to balance it. So I have three people consistently in my bubble and so I, I have like in-person meetings and get togethers with them and then with everybody else it's you know it's over it's over zoom and that's been an okay balance Mm -hmm. for me but i had Mm -hmm. to figure that out on myself by myself you know for myself not Mm -hmm. not uh i couldn't go with all the guidance i follow the guidance when i'm outside and all that but you've just sort of got to figure out your own path so you can stay sane exactly yeah i mean i think that the uh i could how should i say it you know do betters of uh i guess also uh recommendations on on like getting people to adopt this stuff is like being honest and say yeah you know i hear this all the time it's like don't be socially distanced just connect virtually that's great it's like no i should be honest say look 
recognizing connecting virtually is not the same. Right, right. But do it because it helps the balance and understand that, yes, we, yes, it is a sacrifice and it's an important one. But just that honest part of the communication is missing. Totally. And my, my therapist made me do that, by the way, in that eight week period. <laughs> I went about four or six mm-hmm. weeks without other than work, which is different, right? Like I went about four or six weeks without sort of talking to anybody in my circle, looking at them, you know, and then he made mm-hmm. me and it was better. It was better in that eight week, yeah. really dark period where it, it felt like, you know, I mean, it, it was a, a strong sense of being lonely not just i love being alone i love living alone it's awesome but there's a difference Mm -hmm. between alone and lonely you know and and that's the part that i think we have to to make sure we take the guidance to heart and we're safe but that we we have to look after ourselves mentally and emotionally Mm -hmm. and physically as well you know it's Mm -hmm. easy to become Mm -hmm. a sloth i mean i I am a happy camper on my couch watching netflix let me tell you and so it takes strong impetus for me to say nope you, and I used to walk mm-hmm. to and from work and that was my exercise. And so now it's, you know, I have to find other ways to get that into my day so that I'm not just, mm-hmm. you know, sitting or, or lying down or even, you know, even using my standing desk is not the same that I'm actually using my legs the way they're intended for walking, yeah. uh, at, at, yeah. you know, a few, at like several times a week, but yeah. I'm, we're hoping, I think, you and I, that everyone out there is finding their way, right? That everybody is sort of finding that, um, you know, the, I think a part of what makes people sometimes not pay attention is is that pandemic fatigue, right? Everybody's like, enough yeah. already. and But I think we have to find that balance between following the rules that our current right where we know the data is going to change but also doing what's right so that we can have that feeling of goodness and wellness and happiness that you and i love to talk about on this podcast that that has to matter and has to stay true as well totally like i think the you know the pandemic fatigue which you've heard so much about now is the way that the dialogue has gone is yeah there's pandemic fatigue people don't forget to do your stuff Right. And it's right. not it's not a dialogue of empathy. Right. And honesty. <gasps> that's what and, it is. You know? It's yeah, not like that's what's hey, missing. I totally get yep. you. Yeah. 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 You know, you're not wrong to be thinking this. You're not wrong to be saying, Oh, when I look around, like nobody in my community, there's no reports, like I don't Right. Nobody's explaining how where it's actually transmitting. Or the, class, the schools, like, oh, schools have gone back. How have they allowed schools to go back? I hear this a lot, actually, from people. It's like, well, they're allowing this to occur, so right. but we're not allowed to do the other stuff? Doesn't make sense. There's no explanation to say, like, okay, we're following the data. Let me show you how yes. the transmission is occurring. It's not occurring, in, or it is, or it is you know, in schools, but it is in these other areas. So they're not missing all this information. Yeah. And it's almost, it's like, it's like it creates cognitive dissonance in people's minds, right? Like if my kids can go to school, but I can't go to the gym, whatever, they have Thanksgiving dinner, do trick or treating, which I was so heartbroken when I was a kid, having Halloween fall on a Saturday night was like Christmas and Halloween and Easter and everything all in one. 
And the the fact that it was on a Saturday night and kids didn't get to take full advantage just broke my heart. But, you know, like that, that creates cognitive dissonance that then people say, well, forget it. I'm not doing anything. Right. Like that's, that is the natural outcome of cognitive dissonance is people then just say to heck with it. Yeah. Like I listen and, and we should give, and I know we're, we're, I feel like we could talk for a super long time today and we'll, so we'll have to cut it off. But we should give a couple of shout outs. I do want to say for Halloween and I was listening to I listened to this podcast of a U.S. guy um, and he is very like some people think he's a scaremonger because he's been saying for months like, oh, you know, the cases are going to go through the roof. We're not yeah. doing the proper following the proper precautions. And he's just been right. Like this right. is from the U.S. perspective. But he also, he was asked, he, he was answering a question like, what about Halloween? And I, I you know, he, he has a super large audience, so he's been very careful. But essentially he's saying, you know what, if you're walking, if you are walking around with your family that you see anyways, if you're only at the front door for a short period of time, which yeah. frankly, the majority is the case, you know, and since we know that it's, it's really not going to go through touch or like touching the candy in the, the bowl, it's the air transmission and you need some in more than a couple, you know, 15 seconds of that, don't go inside the house. Well, all this right. stuff, he's like, it's actually, it would have been okay. And in fact, his, his comment was, it was a big myth in COVID fatigue. When there's things we can't do, yeah. you got to allow people to do the things they can do. And that is a, to me then an example of like, you're not understanding people. Like right. the you're right. seeing, not seeing that right. whole view of people yeah. and being honest. So the takeaway from it is like, again, is the the trust equation. Are you thinking about you know that orientation for thinking about the other person and and like looking for solutions to help them through? Yeah. Uh, you know that there's you know the, the advice would be is to be more thinking about uh, that like thinking about people and their needs and helping them through it and being honest. Um, Yeah. It's, it is sad. I think that something like a Halloween couldn't happen this year. Like of all the things that have happened, this is the one thing that really broke my heart the most. Um, As a kid, I loved Halloween and I, and I mean, it just brings so much joy to kids everywhere. But maybe it'll be a, maybe it's an opportunity for people to learn, right? And maybe it's an opportunity yeah. for for the people who are giving the guidance and that sort of thing to step back and say, wow, you know, we, we maybe didn't make the best call here. And here's why. Yeah. And still, here are the rules you have to follow. You still need to wear a mask. Yeah. You still need to do all the things. But also be transparent about what maybe some of the things are that they got wrong. And I think that's a big part of change and happiness as well right is admitting like i i call it and so i'm gonna swear bears but get ready everybody but you gotta own your shit like when you do something yeah. wrong when you when something happens you gotta own your shit and that's the only way to move on and and yeah you know maybe some of that will happen maybe because it's a scary episode i'm i'm allowed to swear a little bit um but yeah. uh you know maybe maybe that's the maybe we'll get to see that coming out but until that happens i think we just all have to be driven by our own internal conscience, we know, mm-hmm. I mean, we know for a fact it's through breath droplets. And so anything yeah. we can do to protect ourselves and those we love um, by wearing yeah. a mask, I think is a, is a good thing to do. And then everything else, yeah. we just got to learn as we go and figure it out as we go, you know? Yeah. 
And then I would, you know, since giving advice here, I would say too is like, we should catch ourselves when we're disappointed or frustrated with the information that we're getting to not use that as an excuse to not follow anything. Correct. It's it's like, okay, so there's disconnects where, you know, I've shared my frustrations with what we're hearing, but it doesn't like never to just use that as an excuse to like not follow any of the rules. Like I, you know, my Karen, she wanted, uh, she was thinking like, could we invite a few people over for dinner around Halloween? I was like, no, we can't. Right. Like we can't, it's the inside of that. So it's like, I'm 100% full on, on, on following those rules. And I, and I think, you know, shout out a couple of quick shout outs on people who've done it well, like governor Cuomo in New York, has received a lot of praise for how they handle it, but yeah. it's through that honest communication. Yeah. And I'll give a shout out to Doug Ford. Um, I I find he show he shows empathy. He shows caring. He's definitely done a much this. better job than I thought he would have done. Like I, I'm not a you know like I you know wherever yeah. people are in the political spectrum, but I really thought he did a great job. The person I'd give a shout out to is Jacinda Ardern in uh, New Zealand. I think she is the yeah. pinnacle of um, a leader who's done it right. Like she's she's just she kills it in my opinion. Yeah, I'm so and impressed it's, it's... by her. That's right. And all and all three of those, it's what her line was like, go hard, go early. It, yeah. All three was being very aggressive with tackling it head on, transparent, the honesty. Um, and, and I think she really did a great job with the empathy, too. Like, I, I undoubtedly, mm-hmm. she was, I think, one of the highest empathetic of all of them out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. What were you saying? Sorry, sorry. No, I, I I think that I was just saying from the you know the we're talking about tying it into change perspective. What we'd advise people on helping people adopt behaviors and change. It's like these are the things that help drive yeah for like connect with people so that they can feel the trust of what they're being asked to do is the right thing to do and it's serving a purpose and it's connected into and then they they feel that people understand them like their whole needs yeah. not just this one specific thing it's that denominator on the trust equation do you do, do, the, do the whoever is asking you to do this do they actually care about you as a whole right right oh such a heavy topic today rod i know so next week we're going to come back with something super fun and exciting we don't know what yet but we'll sort of you know we'll get back to our or some giggle content or something, some happiness content, because this one's been heavy. Yeah. But we both, I think, felt it really important to talk about this because it's so critical. It's happening in the here and now. And I think the more voices that can be shared advocating for the health and well-being for all of us on the planet, I think that we just wanted to add our voices into that mix, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As always, I love talking to you today, Rod. Yeah, likewise. Have All a right. great day. Yeah, you too. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks. Bye.